0: everyone to the Tuesday edition of the markets and mortgages podcast. I am your host Tyler Crawley and we have a ton to get to. Usually Tuesday shows are kind of I'm stretching to try and find material today. That is not the case. There's so much that happened yesterday. We're going to talk about construction spending. We got that data in and the refi boom 2.0 just when you thought it was safe to call the refi boom over. Here we go. We got some more data that says, oh, maybe not, maybe not. Maybe there's a refi boom. 3.0, I guess, is where we would be at. But we're going to start by talking about Zillow, because it has been a crazy news cycle this last month for Zillow, and it just keeps getting more and more bizarre. So the big story that came out last night, Bloomberg broke the story that Zillow is looking to sell about 7,000 homes for around $2.8 billion dollars. Bloomberg reporting that Zillow is likely to sell the houses to a multitude of buyers rather than packaging them in a single transaction. That, according to some who are close to the deal, but couldn't say so on record. Now, this comes less than two weeks after Zillow made the big announcement that they would stop buying homes through its Zillow Offers business. Uh, Two weeks ago, if you remember, Zillow said it had made the decision to stop buying homes because it had hit its capacity for buying homes for the remainder of the year. Now, obviously, that description, um, explanation, I should say, seems a little far-fetched because it's like now you're going to dump and sell all of these homes all of a sudden. It seems like maybe there's something wrong with your iBuyer program, and well there is. So at the end of last week we had a story come out from Business Insider and then I think it was yesterday a analysis came out looking at Zillow's holdings, the homes that they had bought and are now selling again and the data is bad. <laughs> like that's being generous by saying the data is bad. So Business Insider last week reviewed 963 homes that zillow recently acquired and is now reselling in five major metropolitan areas dallas houston phoenix minneapolis and atlanta so what did they find they found that 616 of those homes so that's 616 out of 963 that's two-thirds were listed below their purchase price by a median amount of almost $16,000. So that came out last week. And then yesterday, key bank analyst Edward Yuma completed an analysis of 650 homes in Zillow's inventory, or about one-fifth of the homes owned, and found that 66% are currently listed below the purchase price at an average discount of 4.5%. <laughs> this is not good, by the way, if you're doing uh, math at home. Now, it's really hard to kind of comprehend just how much has changed in a month because if you remember, at the end of September, we talked about this. And one of the reasons why I keep bringing the story up is because I've never been so right and been proven right so quickly that I just want to keep talking about this story. So at the end of September, a Las Vegas-based real estate agent, Sean Gotcher, which, by the way, I'm never going to get over the fact that his last name is Gotcher. And he got a story so wrong. <laughs> it's like, gotcha. It's it's like it's it's too perfect. He posted a TikTok video that described a scenario where so-called iBuyer, pretty much Zillow, was using its massive user-generated database to scheme the local housing market. And this video went so viral that it forced Zillow to respond to these accusations in a statement. And I went back and looked at the statement, and the statement was just, there's, there's one part of it that was just so prescient. I mean, it was just, oh my, it, was, it was like looking in a crystal ball. This, is when, this was in a statement. Because our margins are so thin, it's critical that we price a home accurately. If we overpay, we'll lose money on the resale. If we make too low of an offer, homeowners won't use us. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of essentially where we are right now. And I just, I, ha- I can only imagine how angry Rich Barton, he's the CEO of Zillow, by the way, must have been when this whole thing happened at the end of last month. Or I should say the end of September because now we're in November, so the end of last month would be October. End of September, because not only do you have this new venture that you you know branch out on, you're trying something new, you're making bank with the program and the business that you have set up, you're going to try something new, and not only is it just a dismal failure, I mean, so it's losing money, but then you have this idiot Vegas realtor who makes this insane TikTok video. <laughs> with no with zero data zero evidence no i mean like no investigation he just like made this up on the top of his head it goes crazy viral now why does it go viral i told you why it went viral it's because he was going after this big company and if you choose the right villain people will be more likely to believe you so if you're like hey can you believe what wall street's doing or can you believe what washington is doing can you believe what these globalists are doing? Can you believe what la, 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 whatever it is? And if people also hate that person, they're going to be like, yeah, maybe, maybe yeah, Zillow sucks. So maybe they are doing this. So this video goes viral so much so that the, the CEO is forced to put out a statement. And I just can only imagine like the CEO must have been. Yeah, look, look, at the, look at the I mean, So this guy's looking at this venture and it's losing money, a lot of money. I mean, think about it. They're going to sell 7,000 homes. 66% of them, they currently have listed at a loss. And you have this guy on TikTok who is claiming not only is the program making money, but you're manipulating local housing markets, you're hurting local communities, and everyone's like, yeah, Zillow's awful. Barton must have been like... You idiot, this program is costing us money. We're losing money on this stupid thing. And you're out there telling us that we are buying homes for under market value and then turning around and selling them and making these huge profits. <laughs> it's like they can't even break even. God, they wish they were breaking even. Oh, I mean, it's just it's crazy what's happened in a month. How ridiculous that tiktok video was and there was a great tweet from miles udland who is a strategist over at titan and he said quote zillow unloading a bunch of homes it hoped to flip as a reminder that the tiktok real estate agent with the zillow conspiracy theory was probably just not that good at his job <laughs> and i was like yes Finally, I'm not the only one that saw. I mean, like I said, I the minute that video came out, I was looking at the market and realizing how hot it was and how just impossible it was to buy a home under market. Better yet, buy 20 or 30 of them like we're being alleged. And then everyone was jumping on Twitter and was saying, Yeah, yeah, my mom or my cousin or my aunt sold their home. And, you know, they bought it up right away. They sold it for like 10% more than what they paid. And I said, okay, well, listen, you guys are all making different arguments here. And no one seems to realize this, that this guy's saying they're buying them for undermarket. And then everyone backing up his claim is saying that their home sold for overmarket. And there's a disconnect. And it's true. They were buying them for overmarket. Zillow had, uh, you know, done something to the algorithm. And so they were making all these offers and buying, you know, over what these houses are probably worth as they are now coming to realize. And so now they're stuck holding this all these houses. They can't flip them. I mean, they can't. Or I should say they can't do anything to upgrade them because they can't find local workers. Labor shortages, massive problem. And so now they're like, oh my god, we got to get these houses off our books. And so now they're just trying to unload them and trying to just lose as little money as possible. I mean, talk about a hundred and eighty degree <laughs> change in like almost just a little bit over a month. It went from Zillow is using this program to manipulate the housing market to make a big giant profit to oh my god zillow sucks at house flipping if i was that guy i would delete my tiktok but i guarantee he's not like i actually saw tiktok he had a couple days ago or a couple weeks ago when the story came out that they were going to stop buying homes and he was like claiming victory like he thought his theory was right Uh, i guess stupid is as stupid does or you can't fix stupid, any, any, any saying that has stupid in it will work in this particular situation. So I just, I'm just such a fan of this Zillow story, mostly because, like I said, I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And not only was I proven right, but I was proven right in like record time. That just doesn't happen that often. All right, speaking of a cooling housing market, well, maybe not, maybe not a cooling housing market. Well, I guess I should say not a cooling market. For mortgages, so we've talked about the refi boom that we had right when the you know pandemic hit and interest rates dropped, and everyone's like, "I got a refi." So then things kind of cool down. They thought, "Up oh, refi boom's over," and then we saw another drop in rates just recently this year, beginning of this year, middle of this year. So we had refi boom 2.0, and that started drying up. And I, I proclaimed here on the show the refi boom appears to be over. No one is projecting rates to drop, but maybe. That doesn't matter. New data from Black Knight says that even though rising rates have dissuaded many homeowners from looking at refinancing, there are still millions of homeowners who would benefit from doing so. So rising rates have cut the number of high quality refinance candidates by 23% or about 3.4 million, but there are still 11.5 million mortgage holders with strong credit that both likely qualify for a refi and it would cut their first lien rates by at least 75 basis points. So even though rates have gone up, there are still people out there who would benefit from a refi. And I'm not just saying like a couple, 11.5 million. That's a big number. I mean, in fact, that number is bigger than the last couple of years. Not just talking you know, people that would be available. Obviously, 2020 is a a unique year, but like 2019, 2018, 2017, there are more people who would benefit from a refi than in the years preceding the pandemic. But obviously, refis have backed up about 40% from the peak that we saw earlier this year with further declines expected in the coming months. However, as I mentioned, 2021 is on pace to hit 8.9 million refis which is just short of the 9 million that we saw in 2020, which was a record. Now here's where you could see the real refi boom because I mean there are people out there who would benefit from where rates are now. It's like man, you really would have benefited from where rates were six months ago. So why weren't you refining? So they're either they're not paying attention, they just don't care to put in the work, whatever it may be, they're probably not all of a sudden going to awaken to this idea. I mean if you're not when everyone else is refining and it never even crosses your mind, I'm not sure what would do it now, but there's another category of people who would benefit, and that is people who are looking at doing cash outs. So rate term rent lending is down 50%. Like I said, it's continued to drop, but cash out volume is only 15% off of its peak, and more than 70% of the nation's 9.1 trillion in tappable equity is held by borrowers with credit scores 760 or higher the average amount withdrawn has already risen 27 percent from late last year to sixty four thousand in recent months and rising rates might not be a deterrent when it comes to cash outs in late 2018 more than 70 percent of cash out borrowers accepted rate increases to access their equity now some people are going to hear this data and they're going to get concerned Because they're going to be thinking, "Uh uh-oh, 2008 all over again. People are going to be doing cash-out refis, and then the housing prices are going to drop. They're going to be underwater. They're going to walk away from their homes. Housing crash 2.0. Except there's a lot of things that are different. One, there's more equity in the homes, which is important. But also, no one's doing 100% cash-out refis. (laughs) I mean, in 2008, it wasn't only 100% cash-outs. It was like 110% cash. (laughs) People were like borrowing on the future appreciation of their homes. That is not going to be happening. So no matter how much someone takes out or is hoping to take out, they can't go to 100%. So they're still going to have equity. And the reality is, is that we're not going to see home. Let's say even if we did see home prices dip, they wouldn't dip enough that would put most of these people doing cash out refis underwater. It's just it's I mean, you would we, we even even during the subprime crisis of 2008, we didn't see home prices drop by 20 percent and no one's cashing out in a situation where they're going to be taking out so much money that we would see a drop in home prices that would cause that. at least not nationally. I mean, sure, some areas potentially could see um, some big drops, like I said, potentially. But if you even go back and look at subprime, I mean, it was kind of fascinating, this perception of how much home prices dropped. It really, on a national level, wasn't as big as I think many people think. But yeah, I mean, you do have to be worried about that. You do want to be aware of that. But once again, we're also talking about people with 760 credit scores. So we're talking about people who are actually good borrowers. This isn't, once again, this situation where you have people with a 500 credit score taking 110% out on a house. It, that's just, it's it's not the same thing. But you do want to be cautious. All of a sudden, people start taking all this money out of their house. That could be a sign that people have too much debt and they're trying to reconsolidate. And it is something to be aware of. But we could see, that could be the uh, refi boom 3.0. It could happen. We'll see. We're going to keep an eye on it. All right. Before we run out of time, we do want to talk about construction spending because we know We want to see building that's we we got to build if we're going to meet this massive demand that we have. And so what was the construction data for September? Not good. Spending fell 0.5% to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 1.57 trillion. However, construction spending year over year was up 7.8%. Like I said, when compared to the same time one year ago, but The big category, that's total construction spending. What about residential single family? So residential spending was also down, unfortunately, for the month, a 0.4% drop. However, like total spending did see a big jump year over year, 19.3%. And single family spending also dropped 0.4% month over month, but was up a whopping 30.4% year over year. So that's at least some good news. And multifamily saw the smallest drop with a 0.3% drop month over month, but was up 10.5% year over year. And this was a swing and a miss. Unfortunately, economists had projected a 0.4% increase. So they were almost off by an entire point. And the categories that saw the biggest monthly jump was office construction, was up 1.2% month over month. And the year over year biggest gain, power plants, construction, was up 50%, or almost 49.6%. So we are building. And that's good. That's good news for Zillow because they're going to take a huge hit on all these houses that they they have to sell. But hey, they're going to be building some more and they're going to get listed on Zillow. So maybe Zillow can make that money back. All right, we've gone long, a lot to get to. Like I said, it was kind of an unusual Tuesday having all of this information to get to. But once again, that Zillow TikTok realtor guy was is stupid. I just want to say that again. He's he's an idiot. And I was so, so happy that he got proven to be an idiot so quickly. Because usually it takes years, everyone forgets about it. But man, that guy was proven to be an idiot in less than a month. That was that was impressive karma. I will say that was that was very impressive. And I hope no one, I mean, I don't hope no one ever uses him. That's, his, that's what he does for a living. But it's like, man, can you imagine hiring that guy? The guy has no idea what's going on <laughs> in his own market. And now everyone knows it. Okay, we're, we're, look, we went long and now I'm rambling. You guys enjoy your Tuesday. I will see you back here Wednesday morning. And as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait.